This is the Scum and Sneak Fantasy Football Show about the LV Dynasty Fantasy Football League that we are all in. Sneak, it's October, our favorite month of the podcast because we do spooky stuff, we do tricks and treats, and it's the heart of the football season. So welcome. Yes, thank you, sir. You are spot on as usual. October is going to be amazing, and I cannot wait uh, to see what things fall our way. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. A plus. Uh, people are going to feel the sense of urgency today because we both have to fly, so let's just get right into it. And we're going to start off the spooky month of Nonsense Minute Questions with... Snake, who is the scariest looking player in the NFL? Oh, gosh. You always have the freaking greatest questions. Can I, can I do, uh, we can do pass or go back in time? Yeah, go back in time. Okay. Cause this is, I mean, this is probably, is probably too easy, but you got to go with Josh Cribbs, the old predator. That's such a good choice. Yeah, he freaking had the big, long dread. <laughs> I was like, did I get that wrong? Just, no, freaking Josh Cribbs nah, was the original Predator, dude. He really was. My answer is going to be probably a mean one, but present-day player, and it's it's my guy, Josh Dobbs, filling quarterback for the, for the Cardinals right now. That is so mean. <laughs> Looks like a skeleton. What do you want me to say? Oh my word, that's perfect. He's Just spooky. a hairless skeleton. <laughs> uh, so, to all our listeners, let us know who else you think is scary looking. But I don't know. The, the two Josh's, Cribs and Dobbs, they're two scary looking dudes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, that is a good question. Everyone listening, better send us a message. Let us know who you think the spooky, spooky, scariest <laughs> player in the NFL is. Uh, past or present. That'll be fun. Sheik, let's get right into it. And I know there's a lot of big, there's a lot to recap, but we've had a little flurry of trades recently in the OLV Dynasty League, something that you love to see. So let's just run through them um, and start with, yeah, last week we recorded, we weren't able to catch this one, but pretty big deal between Hesse and Jimbo. And Jesse got Jerome Ford, the you know, current starter for the Cleveland Browns, um, a second, third, and a fourth. And then in turn, he sent a first, his 2025 first specifically, back to Jim. Um, and then David Njoku, a third and fourth. So some, some kind of filler. But basically, Jerome Ford for a first, some stuff to balance it out. What are your thoughts on that one for Hesse? Well, if you go back to the previous episode, I don't see any value in Jerome Ford. I don't see any value in him going forward. If Chubb... Did we talk which, about it on the last episode? I don't know. We talked about the trade. We just the talked trade, about but the We talked about the Browns. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, the Browns with Chubb out. Is Ford like the guy? Is he going to become the guy? I don't see that happening. So, And I don't even know since then if he's really performed well i mean maybe the week of or yeah he, the injury, he hasn't I mean, been anyway long story efficient. short great trade for jim in my opinion ford hasn't been that efficient on the ground um but he's scored some touchdowns since then so he's been he's been fine for fantasy 
And I think for Jesse, it was, you know, uh, Jesse's always all in, never not trying to go for it, never having first round picks. So I, I give him kudos there. It's a starting running back. He needed a second one to go with Alexander Madison. And it's not like those two, Madison and Ford, sounds like a um, presidential ticket, but Madison and Ford don't like strike fear in the hearts of the league, but it's solid, right? It's going to get him some wins. So, yeah, I think Jim probably gets the edge, but, you know, what else, what other running back was Jesse going to get? Probably the list of that. Um, for the list for that probably isn't very long so is it though i mean that was my follow-up question we don't need to spend too much time here but i do i commend jesse he's always trying to be in it he's always trying to get wins he gives up a first for jerome ford is that all he was able to get did he try anything else is there any other running backs out there that you can get for a first i don't know if it's it's probably years down the line but i i I don't know. It just seems like a rush job. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe he was throwing out trades left and right, trying to find somebody and all he could find was Ford. But anyway, I don't know. It just seems strange to me. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to offer first, you're probably going to get an older guy. Like best case is like a Henry or a Kamara, but probably not. So then you're looking at, I don't know, like the Miles Sanders of the world, the, Okay. Montgomery's, you know, like those guys probably go for a first, but he's he tried to pick a young guy who the 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 injury for Nick Chubb was not as bad as we originally thought. So speculation is he'll be back next year, but maybe not. And maybe Ford does have a hold on that job for a little bit. We so. all know Chubb. And I mean, he, I and it, what did you say? Hesse got back a second, third, and fourth. So I kind he yeah. tried to recoup the pick the pickness a little bit there. So, all right, I'll, I'll call it a 50, 50 to give Hesse a little bit of a attaboy. All right. Attaboy Hesse. We've been piling on you for a couple of weeks, but here's some kudos. There you go. Fun one to talk about just really quick, but Matt and Brendan have a trade. What is, what is that about? But Brandon trades rookie Keaton Mitchell on the Ravens running back to mm-hmm. Matt for the Steelers defense. So, Matt's plan to take a bunch of defenses and try to get something for them maybe worked for the first time. Okay. I saw that trade. I thought it was something where Brendan was getting into a week with no defenses and that might've been the case, or I don't, maybe he's trying to find a defense for the rest of the year. Otherwise it doesn't matter. This is a fun, but inconsequential trade. <laughs> just, just had to mention it. Here's a pretty fun one that is major and a, and a big move Tyler trades a 2025 first for Keenan Allen now it's to Gooch Gooch got back a fifth and then Jalen Tolbert so second year guy uh, not really involved but basically a first for Keenan Allen so well, you might as well bring is, up Gooch's other trade so we sure. can wrap in the what we talked about last week about where we thought Gooch might go and trying to get into his brain. So you might as well bring up the, the other trade. Let's do it. Yep. Gooch also sends out Terry McLaurin, his boy, Raheem Mostert, uh, Trey Palmer, and a fifth to Jesse and gets back his other boy, I guess, Brock Purdy, uh, Isaiah Likely tight end, and then a 2026 second. So some pretty big names, no first moving back and forth. Um, probably rightfully so but yeah uh, i think the point you're going to go into is do we have 
the start of a fire sale from the Gooch team. It, I mean, it appears so. I don't know what else we can call it. Gooch obviously saw the 0-4 start, said, I'm going to see what I can get. And he didn't. I don't know. Maybe he did. Again, we don't know. We can't get into the brains unless they talk to us about their process. But he went out and got what he thought was a fair for these guys. And he's he's getting he's stockpiling picks in some way, shape or form for the next two to three years. And the big the bigger surprise, I mean, the, the Keenan Allen trade. Great for both. I think Keenan Allen is definitely worth a first for what he's been doing this year. He's obviously trying to get the win. He's trying to be good this year. He's trying to get some veteran consistency to go with all of his young guys. Love that for him. Gooch, obviously, I think very deservedly getting a first, even a future first for what Keenan Allen's been doing this year. So love that. Love that Keenan Allen is still going for firsts. You know, you and I had a side chat about that recently that I traded for Keenan Allen two or three years ago or whatever it was for with first, and he's still being moved around for first. So love that. Still, Still the man. Love him. But more surprisingly is Gooch shipping away two of his favorite players in the NFL of all time, Ricky <laughs> Mostert and Terry McLaurin, and only getting a second back, which probably fair again because you and I have been extreme downers on Terry McLaurin his whole career, and he just and have been right. Whether it's quarterback play, whether it's the Washington team, whatever it may be, he just he doesn't come across as that number one type receiver so getting a second and then he's obviously coming back with the darling of the <laughs> nfl right now with purdy but that was a little bit more surprising to me i thought could he have gotten more but maybe he tried and he just realized heck i'm just gonna get what i can get right now assuming that second from hesse however many years down the line it is is probably going to be a top 15 pick of some version so it's you could probably call it a first if he's thinking it might be a 112, 113. So I I guess now that I'm talking it through, he probably it's it's good. I I like I'm just it, overall just my initial was like, really? He traded McLaurin and Mostert. Like interesting. Like doesn't sound like Gooch, but we're gonna go back to what we talked about last week. It does seem that there's and it and the evidence now is in front of us that Gooch is calling it for this year and maybe even for a while. <laughs> Here's the thing though. I, he traded away Keenan, who has been his best player this year for sure. So that, that definitely signifies that he's not necessarily going for it, but getting Purdy back, um, not only as a play for him for the future and for his fandom, but it does upgrade his quarterback position. He wasn't really playing Terry McLaurin anyway. So not much of a loss there for like his starting lineup. And then it seems like while Moster will probably have big runs and be involved, we're, we're moving towards a chain. So maybe that's what Gooch thinking. Like it's a soft rebuild. Like he maybe has another move in him. He probably has a few more moves in him and it could be very much like you're saying, sell everything, strip it down, but it could just be one move to recoup another Big time receiver, maybe upgrade a running back and be back in the mix. If you look at the points for and against, he's by far got the most points against him. He's just played the toughest schedule, but his points scored is up there with uh, like the top six in the league. So I don't know. He's he's still kind of in that middle ground. It isn't fully committed either way yet. So I'm, I'm anxious to see what he concocts. And you know what? We're all going to Texas this weekend, so there might be some uh, more wedding charms. 
uh, or I guess some some wedding karma returning back to Gooch from from his wedding. I like I like that answer. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to I'd love to see a LV Dynasty Fantasy Football League trade bonanza in Texas this weekend for Douglas P. Johnson's wedding. I'm trying. I'm hoping. So we'll see. Yeah, that's that's the big rundown. Um, some pretty big moves, and I think we'll just kind of see how they bear out for the rest of the season. But you'll love you love a little trade flurry between week four and week five. Trade flurry. Should we get right into the power ranks now? And a lot of what we talked about will kind of flow into that. We we have to. We have to. Let's do it. And as always, we will start from bottom to top. At number 12, he's sticking there, but he's got a tenuous hold on that bottom spot. Scummy. Shanique backs him up right there at 11. Matt comes in at 10. Gooch, while we pen or while we wait for his next move, is at 9. Douglas P. Johnson, the groom himself, is at 8. Hesse comes in at 7. Big T at 6. Smith Ben 08 at 5. Number four is Jimbo, the off-white knight. What we'll call him right now? We'll call him the beige knight. The beige knight. And then top three, Ernie at three. Brendan at two, but he's sniffing that top spot. And holding on to your life is Wade at number one. So, yeah, I think the, the most vocal opposition we're going to hear this week is from Hesse because he's sitting at three and one. He's in the playoff mix, but we have him ranked at seven. And, you know, we've, um, we love to pile on to old Jesse, but we did give him kudos earlier. I think really what drives it, though, is he has not had a tough schedule. We talked about Gooch having a lot of points scored against him. Hesse's played a pretty soft mark so far, and his points scored, like, don't stand out. So I think we still see him in, in the mix for sure, especially with his record. But, you know, his, his strength, or I guess the the power ranks that we're doing, don't reflect a um, a three and one start necessarily. I mean, it kind of does. I mean, a seven, you're one spot out of the playoffs at three and one. Like, it's it's pretty fair, exactly for what you said with him. So if Hesse if Hesse wants to raise a stink, we'll again we'll give him a little nod to you, boy. But I mean, seven is a very good, generous spot for. The potential that that team has to to not to be one to be one and three. So that's what I'll say about that. All right. But otherwise, uh, Scum, if, you, if you don't mind, yeah. Go ahead. if you don't no, mind me do. talking about the bottom two teams in this league, really quick. Oh boy. And that's you and me, me and you. I love talking about those teams. That's those us. Favorite teams. That's we. We're almost. We're basically in this thing together. Always have been. Always will be. I don't, you know, I've said it every episode this year. Boy, does my my team has extremely disappointed me. And it's just is, it's just not been fun for me. I don't know what to make of it at this point. You know, is it me cobbling together running backs, even though Big Brian is like freaking like a top eight running yeah. back? Is it? Yeah. 
all of my young receivers don't have good quarterbacks. That's probably more so it. You know, you got London with Ritter in Atlanta. They don't throw enough, and he sucks. You got Mm -hmm. Olave with Derek Carr, who's hurt, and whatever there seems – I mean, he's been okay, I guess, but he's probably been the best one. And then Garrett, obviously losing Rodgers. Anyway, I'm not. We're not going to talk about this too much, but I just want to. Re- rec- I just want to mention that for the second year in a row, you and I are holding down the fort, <laughs> the bottom of the rankings. And if nothing changes, which probably not anything's going to change much with you, so if nothing changes with me soon, we're going to be sitting right back there. And you brought this up to me the other day, and I keep you bring it up to me about every three or four days. I yes. don't have my pick, so whoever has my pick out there. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I've said this now for a couple of weeks, and I still stick to my guns on it. I think your fortunes are going to change. You've run into some some weird situations, like Derek Carr getting hurt. So Olave had his first dud of the year this past week. You know, it coincided with Fields had a huge game finally, but just everyone else didn't show up. So you're kind of like you don't get everyone blowing up at the same time, and that's really been your big thing. Um. Got to find you a, a tight end. We thought Hunty was going to be it for a little bit, but he's up and down, obviously, with just Mac Jones being also bad. So, yeah, I guess I guess the story, and you said this, is can you and your young guys get some help from the young quarterbacks that they all respectively have? You know, can can Ritter, well, can Ritter get benched uh, for Heineke so that we can get some Drake London, um, Kyle Pitts, like the whole offense just with some more juice? Um, I don't know. Pickens, it's kind of floats in and out of your lineup. Will Pickett come back from his knee thing and um, do anything good? Or uh, who's even their backup? Mitch? I don't remember yeah, anymore. So, yeah, it's just your team probably more than any of the others in the Dynasty League are you have a lot of those anchors in the kind of bad quarterback. So you'll have your day, though. I promise. It's coming. I feel it. And, and it might be this week. My my harp has been, you know, look at points for and points against. You you've had some bad luck too. So, you know, you had a you had a tough week this past week scoring wise. But we talked about that with Olave and uh, Musgrave getting hurt early. Like that's just some fluky stuff. So, brighter days ahead, my friend. Uh, you know what I will a, say about the power rankings uh, this week? We've got yeah, what? Yeah. We've got Wade at one, Brend at two, Earn at three, Jembo at four. Yes. Is that where we're sitting? That is where we're sitting. All right. That's I'm, I'm, all, I'm pretty close to saying that that is going to be our top four teams the rest of the year. I'm pretty much there. I agree. Yeah, I'm there too. So if that's the case, we're, we've got two playoff spots fighting with – Hesse, Doug, Matt, Ben, T. Yep, that's I guess. The group. I yeah, think we're expecting we're yeah. expecting Ben to fall. I mean, inexplicably, he's four and zero. Yep. We and I think we said I think I I don't maybe I didn't I think we mentioned something about Matt maybe climbing up a little bit or maybe seeing him make a move to be able to climb. But I think those last two spots right now, if I were to say who it's going to be. Going into week five, mm-hmm. I would say it's going to be Doug and T. Yeah, I'd say they are the the favorites with Hesse a close third or you know tied for second right there. Like those are those are my three that 
really have the best shot. But again, does Gooch make a little late run here? Does he flip that first he just got for, for something fun? Does Purdy, does the big Niner stack Purdy, Ayuk, Kittle give him something? I don't know. I'm not I'm not writing him off just yet, but he's definitely a little bit longer odds just being 0 and 4, obviously. Is that is that the big gold rush? The big gold rush, yes. That's perfect. Gooch, if you don't change your name to Big Gold Rush, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Big Gold Rush. That just came out of my nethers just then. That is perfect. Can't We're not topping that, so let's wrap up Power Ranks. Let's take a break so I can just – I'm blown away right now. I'm, I'm toppling <laughs> over. I need to gather myself. But we'll be back, and we'll get into these Week 5 matchups. Oh, boy. This week's episode of the Scum and Sneak Show is brought to you by Sneak Skis. That's right. Sneak Inc. is getting into winter sports, my friends. Winter is coming just behind fall. If you are a mountain ski enthusiast, cross-country, downhill, whatever it may be, don't go to the mountain without stopping by Sneak Skis first. We've got all of your ski and outdoor winter apparel and equipment sneaky is getting into the extreme and leisurely sports business in the winter don't miss out on sneak skis this winter break there there you have sneak skis from the sneak ink conglomerate swish 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 we're back, and what's that sound? That's me on my sneak skis. There he is. Can't wait to, you know, I've never skied before. I've gotten on a snowboard. Didn't do that great. So maybe they say skis are better, I think. I don't really know. But can't wait to to try it out. Jimbo's probably going to yell at me for, for this. He's a winter sports kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, I sneak skis right. probably can uh, get you uh, – get some assistance in the snowboard area as well so that's that's always an option is you know all right well snake <clears throat> what are what do we got here this week as far as matchups yeah let's, let's take kick it off let's kick it off with the the two two of the three favorites we have for the last two playoff spots so this is this is a big one and both teams are kind of hampered by buys so we're going to see what happens. But we'll start with Hesse's team. Blow, blowout of the week, two minus zero, whatever that means, versus T's team, Jimmy Cooks. <laughs> so Jesse's three and one. Tyler's two and two. Big matchup here. Yeah, definitely a big matchup here. Uh, easy call for me, even though it's 50-50 right now. Uh, on the projections, I'm gonna go with T with the win here. He's getting uh, oh crap, Keenan Allen's off this week, son of a gun. Keenan Allen and DK Metcalf for T, so that that hurts oh, him for poop. sure. That but hurts on him the other big hand, time. I still got to stick missing. to my guns that he's got to eke out a win because if he doesn't eke out a win, he goes two and three. That Hesse goes four and one, and that's not that's just not going that's not good for T, and that's great for Hesse. So Ah, oh, dang it. Maybe I should pick Hesse. Maybe we should give him a win here. Did we? What did we? He was the blowout of the week last week. Yeah, he was the blowout of the week. He blew out Matt. Yeah, that's what I think. He was, we said blowout of the week in that matchup. 
Yeah, we did. Never mind. I'm sticking with T. T gets the win here <laughs> off of a big, massive 50-point game from Kirk Cousins in a shootout with Kansas City. And I – yeah, he's got Gibbs on the bench. That's probably a good call. But what else can he do here to get this win? Hmm. That's, that's it. He needs 50 points from Cousins. That's I'm calling it. All right. Yeah, Jesse's also hurt by the buys this week, so no Godwin, no Evans. Evans might have missed anyway. Uh, no Jerome Ford, who we talked about earlier. So, Hesley's throwing out some interesting names. I guess he made the trade for um, Mostert, so he'll plug him in. But Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, Adam Thielen uh, as his starting three receivers. That's about a, as much of a 2019 lineup as you can get, right? Whenever McLaurin <laughs> yeah. was drafted. Yeah, a little four <laughs> years too late on that one. So, I don't know, big big hopes from, for Jesse from Sam Howell on Thursday night. Got two commanders receivers in the lineup. It's close. I, I you know, I hate to – actually, it's probably going to fuel Jesse. I hate to pick against them three weeks in a row, but we got to. I'm going to give Big T the win as well. So, they'll both end up at three and two. and just make the playoff hunt that much more exciting. Yeah, it's going to make the playoff hunt exciting. I'm going to put this out there, Hesse. It sounds like you're somewhat of a listener. Maybe you rushed through it just to get to your spots. That's fine. <laughs> if you get a win this week, I will personally do something special for you in the episode next week. That's a sneak guarantee. Let's move on to the next matchup. Let's let's stick with another close um, heated and, like, Playoff implication matchup. Two, two and two teams. Jimbo's Pookopalypse now versus Doug's NBA greater than NFL. So Jimbo's got Jimbo's got some um, buy issues, mostly just Deshaun Watson, who might have missed anyway. But Doug's team's pretty full strength. Uh, you got Tua and what could be a pretty good matchup against the Giants. Uh, Jimbo is kind of forced to go big techs, which we love to see. So I don't know. Where, where are you falling in this one? It's getting to that point already where it's hard to pick the winners here. I golly do. I got to go. I think I'm going to go Doug on this one. Two is probably going to put up like 40. I love the, I love what I'm seeing out of the Packers with, with Romeo Dobbs getting a bunch of work. Kirk has been getting a ton of catches. Debo probably has a vert, some kind of bounce back. And Derrick Henry in the divisional game, he usually is pretty stinking good there. And he's already been good all year again. So, yeah, I'm just going to go Doug on this one. I love to see big techs out of Jembo. I would love to see Pollard have a 25-point game. But they're off it. They just keep – doing good on defense and he's just not he's not blasting off like he should tough matchup for the Niners this week too tough and then Puka's got a tough matchup with Philly if he's got I don't know Philly's secondary is pretty hurt though if Slay covers him I mean gosh Zay Flowers I love him but he just he hasn't scored and he's just kind of the He's just not doing enough. I just got to go Doug on this one. You know, it's his wedding week. It's his wedding weekend. I'm picking Doug to win, dang it. We got to pick Doug to beat the Beige Knight this week. I, I feel like we could eat our words on this one, too, just because 
Jim's team has shown a lot of high scores this year, but he's sitting at two and two. So obviously he's vulnerable. What I wanted to say, and you kind of touched on it was, is this the matchup of the two receiving cores that have been like the most surprising and fun and good this year? You know, in this matchup, like Nico Collins, Puka, Kirk and Dubs, like you mentioned, like no one had those guys as all like top 20 receivers on the year, but I'm pretty sure they're all there. So just wanted to shout that out for these two guys. Uh, we we looked at their rosters for like the initial power ranks and probably ding them for their receiving cores, but guess who was wrong? Yeah, that's a good Not- point. I mean, very surprising receiving uh, core points from both sides here, more so on Jim's side with with Nico and, and Puka. Uh, I Like I said, I like Dobbs. Kirk's usually pretty consistent, and Debo can have his up and down. So, yeah, I mean, very, very astute point there my friend. Thank y'all. Let's move on to one that's not going to be as hard to call. We got Ernie's Joe Marturo team versus Matt. My team is gay. Matt is, has Herbert on by, which is probably his first or second best player. Um, Elijah Moore is on by. I don't know. He's not going to be able to throw in Good replacements, and then Ernie's just got all the regulars that we talk about on and off. Uh, but what's your pick for this matchup? Yeah, it's easy, easy call here. We've got um, Eric Ernie with the win. Current projections are massive and crazy. We'll see what uh, team uh, the South Dakota Buff can throw out there. It's just not going to be enough. Uh, he finally. Ern finally got Montgomery in the lineup. Uh, at any given week, one, two, or three of those receivers are going to have 20 points. Gosh, you got to hope Burrow does something against Arizona, at least some semblance of normalcy with maybe a 250-yard, two-touchdown game. So there's really nothing that Matt's team is going to be able to do here to get to get a win, and that's where we're at. Yeah, I mean – Seems like he's he's made the call to not want to win. Um, maybe again that could change. Like you said, he could try to move up the ranks. But as it stands right now, pretty easy call for Eric. And yeah, he won't have to sweat too much while while we're at the wedding. So good for him. Yep. Let's see if you think either of these two guys is going to sweat this matchup next. Brendan's hyperextension team, the Do Nothing Commish, and Kucha's soft tissue rehab. So the big gold rush is coming out to play for the first time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do we have potential here for for a little for a big upset? Mm. Let's see. <laughs> Oh, here we go. I found it. Mm. Mm. There is a potential. There's some potential here. Got a little bit of a punter's chance. What do we think? Yeah, there's definitely a punter's chance that Gooch gets the win. Uh, Brendan at 3-1, and one, Gooch at 0-4 after making the trades. Big gold rush, that Dallas game. we got to hope for a freaking monster shootout. Man, I'm picking Brendan to win. Yeah, we got to stick with Brendan. He's 
got the full lineup. He has no bye week issues this week, so all the mainstays are headed out, and they're probably going to do really good. Got a little bit of a reverse stack action now that Brock Purdy's on Gucci's team, so Brock to CMC. You know, Gucci is going to love to see them connect a lot for for that matchup that has also has a lot of just like group chat implications, but they'll probably be hurting if McCaffrey catches and runs for three touchdowns again. So uh, fantasy wise, that is. And I think yeah, we just have to give the edge to Brandon almost there for Gooch. It's just not quite enough when you stack up on players next to each other. Yeah. Gooch has to hope for not a, uh, to all the, uh, Niners points to go to Purdy and his receivers. Like I said, that Mahomes, just the same thing I was saying with T with Cousins. You gotta you gotta think Mahomes is gonna go out there with a ton of points. This is this has got the makings of a of a Brendan breezy win. Brendan Beasy breezy win. <laughs> Probably, and then we'll we'll see if I think maybe that's the marker for Gooch too. If he can if he can sneak one, get to one and five, one and four. Sorry, maybe he does try to get back into it. Or if it if it gets to zero and five, he's probably just packing in and looking to sell some more. So maybe a lot more eyes. Maybe a lot more eyes on this one than we thought. Keep your eyes open. To a big fun matchup between our last two undefeated teams. So someone oh, will get their someone gets their first loss this week. Smith Ben 08, Sawyer Payton team versus Yee Buttersnaps. Does Wade get Jonathan Taylor back? That's a big question. What are your thoughts on that? I doubt it. I I don't I don't think so this week. There's gonna be uh, full practice today, but yeah, he's probably going to be active and suiting up and playing, but he's he's probably not going to play enough to make it happen, to make anything happen. Plus, Titans' their defense has been pretty good recently. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going, I'm gonna freaking just do it and say that Ben is going to win. You know what? I think we're in agreement. There's just some magic going on with Ben, even though you look at his team and it doesn't have running backs or or much talent, but. I'm with you, and that makes this the upset of the week. Scum and sneak upset of the week. Scum and sneak upset of the week. Upset of the week. Yeah, yeah. This is gonna be a big upset, even though they're both undefeated. One of them has to lose, and it's Wade. I just like like we said, there's there's some there's sometimes there's no factual explanations to these things. It's just just the winds blowing a certain way and they're blowing Ben's way this week. DJ Moore has looked a lot better lately, just you know, the Bears haven't looked better necessarily, but he's been involved like he should be compared to the first couple of weeks where we were like wondering what was going on. Um probably some questions for Ben about Calvin Ridley, but he's finally benched um, Trevor Lawrence. So not going for the stack, but instead has Jared Goff in, which, um, you know, I, I like that. Jared Goff has been very good this year. 
Lions will probably beat the Panthers handily. So maybe he doesn't have to chuck it a bunch, but he should be really efficient, throw for a touchdown or two, and you know, just just be a good solid uh, thing for him. And then we'll just we'll count on some letdowns for for old Wade, and he probably won't have Taylor. I'm gonna I'm gonna say he doesn't play. So Wade will have Kamara, but still we'll have to figure out something to plug in for that second spot, which might be like Kendra Miller. He might just go full Saints. So. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just not liking the vibes from your team this week, Wade. Yeah, I think that's what it comes down to. There's something that we're just not liking about his team right now in this very moment and then in the coming days for this week. And there is some sort of magic or, you know, we're in the – it's October. The magic that's already been there brewing for Ben to go 4-0 is just going to keep brewing and brewing until it bubbles over to a 5-0 and upsetting Wade. 8 is going to be just blowing everyone's minds at 5-0 and with the team that, that he's got. And it just keeps performing. And gosh, I don't know what else you can say about it. It's just a phenomenon that we will probably study in future generations. But Ben, if you're listening, you're, you're sitting there 4-0 right now. You're in the midst of things. we, we got to find you. A running back or something, but and you know you had a trade that you declined, so you looked at it. Again, I'm just talking the the thin air right now. But if this ever reaches you, just let's let's try something. Come on, come on, man. And now we've sprinted through just to get to this point. So everyone, sit down, buckle up, because we're going to be here for a minute. The premier matchup of the season of of life. It's Bijan Robinson versus Brian Robinsnick. Oh. <laughs> oh, we live for this matchup. It's projections are tight right now, which we like to see. We like tight projections. You know, we've we harped on it a little bit earlier. I expect some bounce backs from you guys overall. My team is my team, even though we've been feisty lately. So that doesn't mean a thing. This is going to be the blowout of the week. Best coming sneak blowout of the week. Blowout of the week. Blowout of the week. Let's go. Oh my gosh. The blowout. Of the week, who's blowing who out though is the question. You blow me, obviously. I'm blowing you. Yeah, that means I'm gonna get the win. But what if you beat me? Then instead, it's the upset of the week. Scum and sneak upset of the week. Scum and sneak upset of the week. Upset of the week, yeah, yeah. Then it would be the upset of the week. So that's right. You're hearing it first on the Scum and Sneak Show. A Scum and Sneak Show first. The matchup between Scum and Sneak. Bijan Robin Scum against Brian Robin Sneak. This matchup is the blowout and the upset all 
in one. Both are going to happen and neither will happen. October Ooh. is here and we are going to do something unprecedented with this matchup. Let me talk to you why I would be blowing you out, scum. It is because Justin Fields finally had himself an amazing game last week. I expect that to continue on into this week against Washington. It is the Thursday night game. Roshan probably stays in my starting lineup. Not entirely sure there, but as my name suggests, Brian Robinson, Big Brian, on Thursday night as well. Just a plus matchup all around. And you've been alluding to it. All my young receivers, they're bound to just keep getting better and better and better. And I fully am waiting to see them all bust out this week in getting me the blowout. Not to mention that... My tight end, whoever I play, is going to be amazing. I'm probably going to get like 12 from my kicker. Oh, young. Oh, man, my team is just so good this week. Yeah, they might be. But you know what? Let me tell you about why you're going to get upset this week. Let me let me tell you the story about a young guy who some people called raw. Some people said he wasn't accurate. Some people said he wasn't worthy of the fourth overall pick. Well, that guy's Anthony Richardson, and guess what? He has come to play. Colts aren't winning, but he's he's impressing. He's not completing a lot of passes, but he's throwing touchdowns. He's throwing deep shots, and he's rushing for touchdowns. So he's here for fantasy. He was kind of the make-or-break spot for me this year, and in the games he's played, he's made it, hasn't breaked it, and that's not even the start of it. I got Bijan. He is going to run all over the Texans. I got the the bell of the ball on waivers this week, and I tried in a lot of leagues to get him, and I severely underestimated how much people would spend on him. But Michael Wilson is going to take over that number one spot for the Cardinals. Him and scary-looking Josh Dobbs is a connection. Maybe I should just stack them, I don't know, just to mess with you and beat you in a humiliating way. But then, of course, <laughs> you know where we're going to end. And it's Marvin Mims. Big play Marvin. Doesn't get a lot of targets. Doesn't catch a lot of balls. Still leads the Broncos in receiving yards, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and it's just he's just waiting for that huge monster game. Every completion to him is like 30 yards. And then we're just going to unlock the, you know, the classic like four catches, 160 yards, three touchdowns. That's going to be his week this week. And you're going to get upset and be upset. I'm sorry. Boy, I just got freaking chills and the sweats listening to that. Not to mention that you're playing freaking our best friend in the league, our honorary. Oh, yes. Just John U. Smith is outperforming Kyle Pitts at a historic rate. You've got the big bird uh, lineup in right now with Bijan, Algerier, and John U. Boy, yeah, you know, you've just you've got a lot of scary, scary things sitting here. And if you were to put Dobbs in, I'd be even more and more terrified. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe we need to give it over to, you know, the league and our listeners. Who who do we think is going to prevail in the scum sneak bowl? You know, week five, we're meeting 
projections. Oh, and one of us is going to get a freaking win. It's just and how about that. It, you just can't you can't think and write this stuff up any better than the way it it unfolds uh, in the fantasy football world and in this league. And I am I can't wait until the first game tomorrow, and it's just going to be amazing. I mean, the first game tomorrow is going to be very telling because I think, like you said, you you should probably keep Roshan in. So Fields, Roshan, Big Bry, I think all will do well. So you could jump out to the early lead tomorrow, but if that game's kind of a dud, well, the upset is looking likely. Mm. Man, this is going to be a freaking matchup. I I can't wait for the votes from the league because I do want to know what they think. Yeah, we want to know what you guys think about us, our teams, the way that we look, uh, the way that we like dress the way that we sound. We want you guys to just tell, talk to us about us all week on all the things you love, hate things that we can improve the things that we do. Well, I just, we just want it to be, this is basically like your chance to just think and talk about us every day for the next like four days. Just, uh, we're, we're, we want it. We, we need it. Please do mm-hmm. tell us who's got who's got the better company between Juge Plus mm-hmm. and Sneak Inc. There tell us are. who's who's got a smoother golf swing. Uh, tell us who pauses less and says um and you know less. Yes, yes. We just got to hear it all. Mm. Can't wait, Sneak. Good luck to you, Scum. Good luck to you. And with that, we'll move on to the first Tricks and Treats of October. I'm so excited. Tricks and Treats, Treats and Tricks. October's going to be amazing. Last week, uh, again, kind of back on the downtrend for us, my hope was Jacoby Myers for Big T. It didn't really hit. Um, um, I'll take that one. I doped Mike Mike Evans like I usually do, and this time I, I did get it right again. He got hurt, so I guess that's maybe not fair, but but still, big time dope. Oh, it's fair. It works out. It's fair at all. It's good. You you went for hope, and I like the call on QJ Quentin Johnston. It looked like you know the the Chargers were going to roll early on in that game, so he might have got more more work, and then offense kind of stalled. Herbert got hurt, so. I would hope the breakout for QJ is coming, but it just wasn't last week, unfortunately. So you missed that call. And then you tried to dope Lamar Jackson like like you tend to do. Usually you're right, but this time he, he had a good game. Finally threw a touchdown. Uh, rushed for another one, I think, at least one. So uh, missed there, but, you know, we can't, we can't miss our opportunities to dope or trick Mike Evans and Lamar Jackson, whatever we can. It's just, it's just what we do. That's just what we do. And I admit it. I was, comp- I, I failed miserably this week, but that's all right. Cause we got a new week ahead. You're going to bounce back. I know it. Do you want, do you want me to start off this week? <clears throat> uh, yeah, go ahead. Cause I, mine, you know, where mine, my hope, my tricks and treats are. <laughs> 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna shock everyone and let you guys know that um, I'm gonna be the same. So <laughs> this week, my treat is going to be, and, and usually I go for someone who is on a bench that I think someone should start. It's not gonna be like that this week, but my treat is gonna be on my team. I kind of touched on it a little bit, but it's going to be Michael Wilson. We're back. We're running it again. I love the connection that has grown every week between him and scary Josh Dobbs. He's got a matchup against the Bengals, whose defense hasn't been that great. They just gave up, what, 27 to the Titans. And um, I just think they're just going to continue to to really – connect with each other and he's going to become more of a focal part of that offense. So uh, Michael Wilson probably won't repeat what he did last week, but he should get more than the seven that he's projected for. And I will take that. Yeah. I had a feeling you were going to go there. Uh, You love this guy and you're hoping he just continues forward this week. I'm hoping he does not so that I win, but good call. And then my dope this week, I mean, it's kind of uh, another easy call because unfortunately he'll probably have a dope season, but it's Drake London. Can't You can't trust Ritter to, to do anything. You know, all you're hoping for on your end is a touchdown because that's all that saves any of his fantasy days. We're never going to hit more than five catches, never going to hit 100 yards, right? Because Ritter will be lucky if he throws for 100 yards. So sorry to kind of continue to pile on, but... Drake is a trick this week. No, I re- I respect it. It's hard to throw in Houston. Their secondary is is good. So if London doesn't get a miracle touchdown, he's probably only going to score like two points. Well, my what, what matchup are you on this week? <laughs> <laughs> We're you know what scum? We have between the two of us, we have like six players in that game, and I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> Probably bad. You've got you've got the big bird, and I've got the small bird. Apparently, we uh, we are big Falcons fans, I guess. Always have been. Oh man! All right, my treat this week is Garrett Wilson. Like it. His he's been. He's been decent, I suppose, so far this year. But with the 14 targets last week, expect that to continue. Denver's been extremely leaky. They've been subject to some big offenses. So mm-hmm. if he catches another nine for 60, 70, and maybe a score, I'll take that 15 to 18, 18 points uh, this week. And I need him to pop off. I figure his best week is any to do so against Denver playing against you. I made the big trade for him. I need him to come up for me if I'm going to get any wins this week or in the, in this year. So Garrett Wilson is my treat. Yeah. When I look at the matchup, that's the one where I'm like, the, this could be the, the huge, huge, huge game. I mean, Denver has been bad. So I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. And my trick is Bijan Robinson. Wow, that's not allowed. I know it's not allowed. You can't do that. It's not allowed. He scored 21, 25, 11, and 21 
I, uh, I just, this is what's going to happen. You can't really throw on Houston, <laughs> so they're going to. We just what? had a trade break mid-recording. Did we? I just saw that. What happened? Uh, Brandon sent out the hashtag send trade, so I sent out some deals. And now we've got basically the ultimate challenge trade. Uh, I traded Eric's first next year, 2024, for Brandon's. And then I traded my first in 2026 for Brandon. So we swap firsts, um, lose control of our own, and just rely on other people. And then we also traded Terrace Marshall and Matt Stafford. <laughs> what a trade. Multiple firsts in coming years, playing the roulette game, scum betting on himself that he's going to be good by 26 and betting that Brandon's going to have a down year. Uh, yeah, ah, yep. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. It's just, it's just going to be now. It's the luck of the draw. You know, I really wanted to control my next two picks. Right, that was my or starting this year. I wanted to control twenty three and twenty four. Those are the ones I wanted to really own and focus on. And then we'll see what happens after that. And now I'm a huge Ernie fan. Go, go win, bud. Make it one twelve. <laughs> oh, wow! Sorry to tired to cut you off there in the middle of your. No, we uh, love trick a breaking trade mid record. Yeah, Bijan's gonna uh, trick this week. You can't throw in Houston, so they're gonna bottle that up. They're gonna be focusing heavily on Bijan and stopping him. I expect and I'm hoping that he he tricks uh, everyone and you this week to assist me in my win. Well, there you have it. Big calls from us this week. I, I like the names. Two treat Wilsons and then two uh trick Falcons. Look at us. Yeah, How we got it. We gotta do it. That's the scum and sneak show. We're always doing fun stuff like that. All right, we're we're right up against it. So let's go ahead into America's favorite segment. Scum and sneak at the Thursday night game wrong. We've gotten it right every week so far. This one's a tough one, I feel like, though, because I, I don't know where to land on these teams, but the Chicago Bears are going to Washington to play the Commanders. Evenly matched teams, I would say. Um, I mean, I, the Bears are probably worse, and they are the they are the underdogs um, on the betting line. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick it to you first, Nick. I want your opinions. I'm going to say Bears win. 2018. Okay. I feel like this is a game that the Bears, well, if there's like any hope for their season, this is the one they win. I don't think they have a lot of hope, though. I think we're going to have big shakeups on the coaching staff in the front office here pretty soon. And probably because of this loss. So I'm going to take the Commanders, our first split of the year, and I'm going to say they win. 26 to 20. Okay, we're both pretty close on the scores. Not mm -hmm. going to be a whole lot of points scored, but enough to make it enjoyable. And is this the first time where we have disagreed? This has to be the first time we've disagreed. It is. It is so far because we've, we've gotten all four right so far. Been on mm -hmm. the same side. So let's see. 
you know, on the week that we have our matchup, we have to go opposite on Thursday night game. It's just fitting. Yeah, it ha- yeah, it all it all comes down to this, and I'm ready. I can't explain. I can't express how ready I am for this week. It's gonna be super fun. A lot of us will be together in Texas. Can't wait for that. But as always, everyone, thanks for listening. We really appreciate you. We want to hear your thoughts on Scum and Shanique. Don't forget about that. Don't forget. You have to take the next couple days to periodically tell us everything about Scum and Shanique, all of your opinions. Bye. such a rush that would have been the time i did forget again oh my gosh that would have been horrible okay you ready to fly we got less than an hour in it